This isn't this isn't summer or spring. This is this this is not. But I think I'd rather have it be cold than warm because you can always put more layers on, but really you can't take your skin off. I mean, well, you can, yeah. but you shouldn't. Yeah, you're not. You I don't think that's going to cool you off either if you take your skin off. So. No, you'll well, you'll die. Yeah. is another thing as well. So, um, the moral of today's story is: do not take your skin. No matter off. how much you really want to, you are not a snake, and it doesn't grow back. Well, it mm-hmm. does grow, but you it doesn't. It it does grow back. It doesn't come off no, all at once. No. You really shouldn't take. I mm. mean, you've got skin cell. Yeah. Dead skin cells that all come the time. off, but you, you can't. You shouldn't be shaved. No, that's... It's not... We're not reptiles. No. Some of us may have we're... cold, cold hearts, but we're not reptiles. So... Mm. So you got a, um... so you got a new job. Like, it's actually happening. I did. So you... you it's happening. Yeah. That's like... That's awesome. Uh, is it? Thank you. Is it great? I'm it, not too sure. It is awesome. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. I... How was induction? I'm going to be there. And it was... It was... Okay, so I was... I was really... I was nervous at first because I was like, oh, no, everyone's going to be way too cool for me. Yeah. Um, Stuff like that. And I got there and I met everyone and everyone's just the same as me. We're all really (laughs) nerdy and we like the environment and we're like, we really want to help people enjoy the environment. And that was, yeah, it was fine. Why did you think that people were going to be like much cooler than you if they're all sort of went for the same job? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't... They were going to be no, your people. Like, I guess I just... Yeah, it just... I, I don't know. Yeah. I just assumed that they yeah. would be cooler than me. That's that's right. Um, because that most sense. people are cooler than me. You yeah. Know, they, they really are. They are. And same here. I assume everyone is but, at a different uh, level. Yeah. So that's mm. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they were very cool people, but yeah, we were... It wasn't like they knew way more than me or like... They were like, right, oh, yeah, yeah. I've spent 50 years... Doing this really cool thing, yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, wow. No, it's fifty. Yeah. Well, fifty is a bit excessive, but you never know. So that that's Fantastic. that's why I wasn't here Thursday, but I'm here Friday. Oh, yeah. I know. What Although shame. this will probably go up on Monday, so. Oh, so no one would have known. <laughs> so I should have just said nothing. <laughs> ah! Because I wanted to talk about like the um, the election that's on Saturday, but this won't probably go up until. Monday, even though I've already voted. Oh well, Wednesday. congratulations no, for Thursday. voting. That's important. Yeah. You need to. It is important. Make your voice heard. What I found was how easy it was to vote. They just never see that there was no issue. There was no. It never felt like there was any suppression happening. It never felt like it was a big deal. You know, in America, it feels like it's a big deal. Yeah, but it is. we got. We're, you know, we all have to vote. It's all there. You just rock up and. You know, you ignore all the people handing out the flyers and whatever and go in and vote and you just go to the shops afterwards and get some groceries and that's it. Like, I shrugged my shoulders there because it's, there's nothing, there's, that's it. There's nothing else to it. It's quite easy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's quite easy. You know, you have middle-aged old people telling you where to go and helping you out with everything and. You know, you have cardboard boxes and pencils and the pencil was difficult for me because clearly they decided that there's no left-handers. So 
like they didn't the string that the pencil is wrapped is connected to <laughs> to each one just wasn't long enough for me to, to so I'm sort of angling around and in awkward positions and my elbows up and yeah it's like God, this is not this is not great and but because I'm me I was trying to make it not seem like a big deal so like, I'm fine totally fine I'm looking around <laughs> see if there was like other other booths open at that point but yeah uh, and uh there you go that's your voter but, suppression nobody with left hand yeah that's it nobody with uh, yeah. left-handed can vote yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, the subtle voter suppression right there mm. like you just didn't absolutely you're not sure if it was intentional or not but it's just enough to make you kind of question it oh yeah so um but so yeah that how was how long did was it take it. you like how long you were just kind uh, of in and out yeah in and out i waited for like a minute and a half in line <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and then I got the the sheets, the the paper, the voting ballots, and uh, you know spent you know five or six minutes to put every single to you know number every single ballot, and um, yeah, and that was it. Like, I mean, I guess it's different here because it's always been a part of you know our kind of culture in terms of we we in our democratic kind of system where we do just uh we, we're all supposed to vote and it's right, not really a big right. deal it's like well we've got to vote so we may as well and you know it's people like on voting day obviously on on this and because it's a saturday as well it makes it so much easier to do it because you don't have to deal with anything really it's just a saturday and there's barbecues happening and sausage sizzles and other stuff and that's it you know like it's yeah. You know, it's, there's nothing yeah. else to it. Like, you, you get cool stuff happening. Yeah, you get those, like, sausage sizzles, and you're like, what the heck? You get to eat yeah. and vote? Like, what is this? That's pretty cool. Yeah. And people just waiting in line and chilling and, you know, I, I guess it's I guess it's dependent as well on sort of, like, your political views or leanings and sort of your socioeconomic status as well and, like the, the the suburb that you live in and all sort of like the region you live in but i i never feel like there's anything uh electrified or charged about it it just seems like everyone just rocks up does their duty and goes home you know you, you want to get it out of the way as early as possible or you know you try to get there at the end of the, like you know how I, I, like i was reading like through twitter uh through the the midterm elections how they were sort of saying you know updates kept coming up about uh uh, voting stations, you know, extended to this hour and extended to that hour. Mm. And it doesn't happen here. Like, it closes at 6 or whatever, and that's it. And there's no big blow-up about it because everyone's basically done their voting anyway, and we all go home, and some of us watch the election results and some of us don't. And we go on to the next stage of our lives. Yeah. Just, it's various. I think it's a very Australian kind of approach to it. <laughs> like we do, like we do take it seriously, but at the same time, it's not going to. And we understand the gravity and stakes that it involves sometimes, but it doesn't feel like we're um, kind of casting a vote to, I guess, decide the fate of the soul of the country, which is sort of what it feels like every election in america is about like the the very fabric of society in america is is sort of now wrapped around this election whereas with us it's like well yeah i guess we'll we'll see what happens 
Oh, we should be we should be right. Like there's nothing gigantic that's going to have, like that's going to adversely affect 25 million people in Australia. I know there are some things that will adversely affect people and you can't make everybody happy and some things will be good, some things will be bad, but you feel at least like the fabric of the country is okay still mm. regardless of who's in the seat of power. Yeah, you and know. I guess there's a bit of comfort in that. I did go um I just went with Doug when he early voted. Um, and yeah. there were people handing stuff out and I, I mean, I didn't really feel like waiting inside. It was such a beautiful day. So I just went and I chatted to them and I was like, Oh, Hey, it's, it's cool that you're here. Cause you're not really allowed. Like you don't, you don't canvas outside of voting places. Like that's, that's a no, no in. The yeah. Yeah. And they were all there together under the same tent. And I was like, this is weird to me that you're all kind of getting along. Like, I mean, I, I didn't talk to everyone cause everyone was, you know, trying to, pass out papers to people but like some of the people that i did talk to were like yeah it's better i mean they did say it's better here than in some other places like it's a smaller sort of area but mm. you know even you said like everyone's pretty much just kind of there in the city like just handing stuff out and i was like oh that's that's so strange that that they just get along yeah like you know we had um we had you know the labor party and the liberal party and the uh, socialist party and the reason party which i voted for uh the, the uh, what now? some independents were there as well like um like their party thing and they're all just milling about outside and just you know doing their thing there's no uh there's no tension there's no uh confrontations there's nothing of the sort it just you know the, the the only tension there's the only confrontation there is I, I guess is sort of you see it and I see it from like the people who are in front of me or the people who are behind me and we're all walking in none of us want to get the the flyers from these people <laughs> like we just want to go straight through and that's it just we, we understand it uh, and we we accept it that's that's the that's the worst for us is having to deal with the people with the flyers like I know that they're you know they do it with good intentions and all sort of stuff and I think it's great. But it's just I don't. Please don't, unless you're gonna offer me like some chocolate as well. On the I don't know, which I guess is a bribe, but I'm not gonna actually. It's not gonna sway me, is what I'm saying. But it would just be, yeah. That's the only inconvenience. It's I I, I said to I mentioned to a friend of mine that it was endearingly annoying. You know what I mean? So we've right. got that. But helpful if yeah. you hadn't haven't done your research beforehand. I suppose you can just gather yeah, yeah. and take a couple exactly. extra minutes and see the platforms. And yeah, I was talking to a lady about that, and she's like, you know, I wish we could do it without the papers, but that would just be a lot of talking. So um, yeah, <laughs> so we do the papers, and because you have so many people coming through as well, right? You and wouldn't you be able really... to like tell every single person. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's cool, especially on election day. So that's yeah, so Saturday. That was... Yeah, that's that was that's yeah, uh, and this will this will be up after Saturday, and we'll know who's um, in power at that point. I don't know. So, I, see, I haven't really been following a lot of politics down here. I don't. It's it's funny because it doesn't seem to. Like, I don't know if the policies and such really affect me. You know what I mean, like. The only thing I kind of look at, like I have my eye on, is stuff when it comes to funding for creative stuff and and whatnot. But that's so far down the priority list that it's barely 
it barely registers. So, so do you never look at what they take or what they add into Medicare or what people try and take away from it? You just don't oh no no I, I I look I look at I look at that sort of stuff and um it just it's and you know I guess like infrastructure things and um. Uh, immig- I, it's, it's just yeah, it's a bit strange because I I think a lot of policies on many different sides are very very uh, broad and they don't have any nuance about them and so it's hard to and I think some I think a lot of politicians want more nuance but they can't because they know that the general public prefers more of a broad stroke kind of. Uh, uh, way to to convey it, you know, they they want it to be easily digestible, and that's not that's not everybody as well. But I I think when it comes to politics and when it comes to voting in elections, we all have to kind of think outside ourselves. So not so much about what we want, but what everyone wants, and so or or how everyone views this thing, or how or the majority views this, or how other people view that, and it can be difficult, but. And it might not always be successful, but I think it's a really good way to approach it because you're actually taking in more information instead of, you know, and so and so instead of just blindly going in with uh, this is the the party I want to vote for or the, pe- the person I want to vote for because of these policies and whatnot. Uh, and even if you do end up voting for the, those people in the end, at least you've done a bit more exploration of other um, policies and other parties. Because you're able then to have more context and have a better, well-rounded approach to it. Because you think, okay, well, they're they're doing it this way because of that. But I still believe... So you have more... It's more substantial when you vote then. Because what you're believing in has more, I guess, foundation. Because you've taken in that other information. Which ultimately you might not heed, but at least you've understood it. So yeah, that's sort of the way I try to approach it. I don't do it successfully all the time. Because sometimes I just it, it passes me by and I get distracted a lot and ramble, but I try. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, try. well, researching both sides is always good, but yeah, ultimately, I think yeah. if you have an idea of what the system is, you're probably going to know where you stand anyway. Um, yes, but yeah, I suppose it's always good to know that, like, oh, I didn't realize we were going to do this or we were going to do that or like there was one extra thing in here that you know, it's it's always good. Um, I obviously research the crap out of everything (laughs) so uh which i would encourage everyone to do but obviously this is going to come out after the election so there's no point in me yelling at you now it's too late for me yeah that's that's a good point uh i don't see how any of this can affect the outcome unless there is some gigantic recount that happens and then so maybe just in case let's have an hour and a half of talking politics right now (laughs) (laughs) let's not go that far at at the end of the day a lot of it a lot a lot of issues that dominate news cycles and dominate uh forums and debates and 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 such uh tend to be ones that aren't so much uh ones that don't so much affect the affect uh the majority on uh, on either side um but it's the ones that are of most interest to people and the ones that tend to be more ideological based so like stuff like with immigration and with with um surveillance issues and with uh um 
crime prevention and, and whatnot. Like that, that's, there's a lot of ideological approaches to it instead of a lot of pragmatic approaches to it, which I, I fear doesn't help the situation. But again, it's, I'm just one voice, so I can't quite, you know, uh, in view my perspective on others, enforce my perspective on others. But I think that does uh, make it a little bit fragile when it comes to creating policies that work for the majority of people and help the majority of people. And like, and with immigration, the majority of people aren't exactly affected by it. Um, but, uh, the ones that are the ones who are dealing with, um, who are trying to like asylum seekers and refugees coming in, uh, if we have more pragmatic and understandable and, you know, even a bit of a smidgen of, uh, compassion in, in these policies, I think it would be much more helpful and useful and, uh, Look again. It won't. It, it won't help everybody as well. Like I, I think there's this absolute kind of thing that we have where it's it's a binary issue where there's people on one side or the other side believe that it has to be all or nothing, and it's like that's not how it's going to work because we're not machines and we're not higher beings. So we have to, you know, we have to do the the best we can. Uh, with all these different parties involved to get the best situation so that as many people as possible can benefit from from it and then the country itself can benefit from that. So again, none of that matters because this will be up on Monday. Anyway, (laughs) what were we actually supposed to be talking about? Well, you wanted to share a really fascinating universe that you had, so I'm going to let you do that. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. That's where is it? Oh, I should probably have put that up a little bit earlier. (laughs) That's what she said. In the um, meantime, uh, <laughs> I, I see I could do a little dance, but like no one would see because it's a podcast. So really, I really wish we we need to film this at some point. This needs to we need to figure out how to make this work. Just to sort of <laughs> generally give the filming people is what done they want. Cameras, Nick. I don't know if you knew that. Um, just whoa! Let's just <laughs> back it up a little bit there. <laughs> I. I need to wrap my mind around that. Okay. Mind blown. <laughs> what do you mean, camera? That was... A camera. <laughs> Filming? What? What? Uh, <laughs> that's the uh, universe fact for today. Oh. Yes, Filming. you're welcome. What? Filming is done with okay. cameras. You're welcome. <laughs> what if we're being filmed by... You know, higher dimensional beings. Oh, they're going to be so disappointed. Zoo-like universe. Yeah, they would be. They're like, going to be like, "What is she like, doing?" Like, oh, I just had yeah. a nap again. It's fine. <laughs> That's all they do. They just nap a lot. It's like, they yeah, just get well, really tired ha- and sad, and then they nap, and you're like, yeah, well. And they wake up and they like kind of do some stuff, and they just nap again, mm. and they. Yeah. yeah. Why are we? Why are we watching them? Ah, nothing better to do. <laughs> so basically, they're like us. <laughs> well, there we so, go. So, the the mind blowing uh, f- uh, concept theory prediction <laughs> about the universe is at the so this is into the far far future. Ten to the power of ten to the power of 10 to the power of 56 
years into the future, which I don't even know what that number is. Uh, around this vast time frame, quantum tunneling in any isolated patch of the uh, false vacuum could generate, via inflation, new Big Bangs giving birth to new universes. Whoa. Because the total number of ways in which all the subatomic particles in the observable universe can be combined is 10 to the power of 10 to the power of 115, a number which, when multiplied by that other previous number, which I will remind you again, is 10 to the power of 10 to the power of 10 to the power of 56, um, disappears into the rounding error. A number disappears. I don't understand that. This is also the time required for a quantum tunneled and quantum fluctuation generated Big Bang. Uh, so we, we've always already established that there's now these Big Bangs happening, giving birth to new universes. Uh, quantum fluctuation generated Big Bang to produce a new universe identical to our own one, assuming that every new universe contained at least the same number of subatomic particles and obeyed the laws of physics within the range predicted by string theory. Okay. So uh, and we'll have more of that. Break that down <laughs> for us, Nick. For those of us not, uh, that, uh, not that philosophically and... and uh, I can't even... You, you, how do you want me to break that down? Well... I don't... Uh, okay, so lots like, like, of numbers, lots of numbers, yes. blah, 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 new universes. There, I did it. Um, I did it for yeah. you. You're welcome. <laughs> but, but, okay, so you know how, like, so basically you just need the the chances of our exact universe happening again is in that rounding error, essentially. So, so basically that's sort what, of what you're saying, that's yeah. So it has a yes. huge amount of numbers that our universe would happen again, but that huge amount of yeah. numbers is dwarfed by the fact that the other number is it's, so goddamn big that you'd never, yeah, you'd basically yeah. never see our universe again. So once again, you should feel pretty special about yourselves, folks. Yeah. Give yourself a pat on the, the back. Fa- and it, you're here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Like it, it might happen again, but it, the likelihood is just infinitesimally small. There you go. So, you know, really live your life, people. <laughs> live your life. <laughs> uh, what oh, are we? Way. We're so positive today. Uh, like, we're, we were uh, positive last week too. What is this? I don't. I don't understand. What's wrong with us? I don't is know. there? Did, I mean, you got a new job, so I guess that kind of helps. Yeah. What have I got? Uh, you got me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. That's oh. well, how did I forget that? Oh, mm. this mm. now it's awkward. Yeah, right. I was gonna. Uh, what was I gonna say? I'm gonna say something else, and then I forgot. Um, never mind. It's over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, you didn't even try. Done. You just said I was I, gonna say something, but you didn't even give yourself a chance to think of um, what you could have said. Yeah, because uh, I'm looking at some of the stuff that, like, the notes that I've put down for 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 today, and I'm, I'm trying to think of if there's anything here that was supposed to, uh, but it's not. Yeah. It says nothing there. So, uh, blah 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 blah. Da, da. Nah, nothing. Nah, we're, we're good. Uh, okay. Okay. We'll we'll end it. I'm gonna yeah. take your word for that. Yeah. 
We won't worry about it. Uh, so I will not worry about anything. Uh, <laughs> that's good to know. That's not true, but Just f- <laughs> I tried. It's <laughs> the complete opposite. Yeah. So we were going to talk about Stan Lee passing last week. Oh my god, that was such a on shock. Last week's podcast, and we didn't. It's weird because he was ninety-five, so it shouldn't be. But he was so like vigorous, you know. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did hear that in like you know in the last couple of months or so he had been struggling quite a bit, which again is it makes sense because he's so old. But it was as you said, it it still felt like a shock because it's Stan Lee. Like he kind of felt like someone who was beyond that. But it's it's always strange when a when a celebrity passes, like someone who's you don't realize like how like you realize how kind of meaningful they might have been in your life and in what they've created and stuff. But it's until they're gone when you realize like how vast it was and how many people they've, they've influenced and and affected and and, and touched like with their life and, and, and their work. And there's a bit of a chasm that opens up about it because you're never quite prepared. And, and I, I think it's, it's a different kind of amplification of when someone close to you dies you know it's going to happen most of the time, but it's still a shock. You, you you just can't fathom, you know, not having them around in your life or just knowing that just that they're around, even though they might not be in the room with you, but that they're there in the world doing something and they're and they're walking around and and you know living their life, and so it's it comes away quite like a bit like like numb about it because you're not quite sure how to process it straight away because you know, like you wake up in the morning it's like and there it is like he's he's passed and it's it's a strange odd feeling i think it was especially strange because um well obviously like celebrities have their lives investigated and just like yeah. laid out for us but i don't feel like a lot was said about how he wasn't doing as well in the last couple of months um, so it was kind of just yeah, like an yeah. assumption. I guess I didn't realize he was that old because I just don't pay attention to things. Um, but even then, like we're we're getting to the stage where ninety five. I mean, ninety five is old, but it shouldn't be like the end of where you. I don't know. I feel like you could, you could still be shocked by that because, like my my grandpa's ninety five, and um, I would. I guess I would still be shocked. I'd be like, oh god, I thought he was going to make it to a hundred. You know, like I thought i had that yeah. much more time so i feel like because we're living longer like the, is, I it, guess is I it because you feel yeah, like i didn't realize that that is was it, a cutoff point yeah like is it is it because like you know he's like with with your granddad or like like with with like stanley or anyone else sort of who's living through something who's like sort of at an older age is it because they've reached that point and like oh they're 80 or they're 85 and they're 90 and they're you know and you think oh they they should get to a hundred, you know, they should get to this mark. They should get to that mark because they're just still going, you know, you don't see it. You don't see how it could crumble, but I guess, you know, there is an old age and it's the body tends to like, if it, if it's about to disintegrate, it disintegrates rapidly. But at the same time, like he kind of pushed, we, like we push that out of our minds, I think. Yeah, I think we kind of just yeah. don't like to talk about it, which is, um, there is actually, um, I don't know what they're called exactly, but I know there are a couple performing artists going around and sort of making shows 
now see now I wish I had paid more attention, but they were on these pamphlets and I totally picked them up and then I totally lost them. <laughs> um, but they were they were sort of but at the at, at the voting center. No, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, they were at one of the arts centers in Melbourne and they were okay. making death more accessible to people, as, not in a bad way, but like in a way that you could talk about it because I do feel like we don't talk yeah. about it enough. So we're always shocked when it happens. We're very sad. Like we don't. We kind of shut off from the grieving process, and they're they're just basically um, partnering with um, some doctors or some health professionals or even some um, like end of uh, like like hospice people to sort of yeah make yeah that yeah idea more accessible to people and and be like hey so this is what happens at you know the end of your life or like if someone gets very sick or like this is and you know it, it's less of a show i guess and more of like q a but it's just done in a way that obviously i mean not every single healthcare professional wants to be talking in front of a crowd so like i guess it's done with performers so that they can help answer yeah. questions or help you know like stuff like that because um, i know i know a lot of professionals who would really hate talking in front of a crowd but if an if an actor yeah. knows what they're talking about they can kind of help that and sort of be there for stuff but that just yeah uh, made yeah me think of that because that was that seemed like a very cool idea and like what we we're just talking about where you just don't think of these things <clears throat> well maybe you would think of them. yeah like like how do you how do you prepare for it uh or, or not i guess maybe i guess the question is like not so much how do you prepare for it if it if it still comes as a shock, but how do you how do you deal with it in a very I guess uh, uh, positive way or, or a, a way that I guess allows you to to process it and 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 move on from it without feeling like you're because I know that there's like that survivor's remorse that comes in and people are afraid to forget about the people that 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 die and 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 their loved ones and. That can be a tough thing to get around as well, but yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I've always wondered, like how to, like if I had kids, how how to, I guess, talk to them about death and dying because you know, obviously, you don't want to do it when they're like like sad about something, right? Because <laughs> that that's probably you know, you know, like you, you want to kind of approach it in a very naturalistic way, and it's it's tough to do because, you know, it. For you know, we're luckily for us, death isn't something that's happening around us all the time. You know, we're not in a in a society or a culture or or a place in the in on Earth that's got it. You know, basically around the corner. So it's tough. Like you hear about stories of kids uh, who are fleeing war torn countries, and they just they just the way that they sort of understand death is is stunning because they they had to it's there it's in front of them whereas we don't have that in front of us all the time so yeah it's like i'd like to be honest if like if i had kids or 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 even like like if i you know having like you know younger cousins or nieces or nephews like just how to talk to kids about that if it it comes up you know like if, if they if they want to talk about it if they ask a question about it I would, I don't want to shy away from it. I want to, you know, try to give them a good answer that doesn't so much really sugarcoat it, but helps them to understand it in a way that doesn't, you know, strike the fear of God into them and make them kind of like existentialists at that point. Um, yeah, well, I guess I don't really have an answer for that, but I did, I did used to do, um, 
school tours of a play and while we didn't really talk about the concept of death so much but we did talk about some other adult concepts about you know like making decisions for yourself and um I don't know things that you wouldn't normally I guess equate with young kids and basically what they just kept telling us was you know like you don't have to talk to kids like they're kids like you don't have to talk to them like they're dumb you can it doesn't have to be watered down for them i guess because they're not just yeah like they are yes they're small adults and sometimes they don't understand everything like what you're saying in as in vocabulary wise but they will understand concepts and if you just kind of explain it how you would i guess to other people explain it well break it down but you don't have to leave stuff out like because they'll understand it. yeah that's a good point it's like when you like you know the uh the uh like at the National Gallery, they have the installations and everything like that, and then they'll have the description um, of the 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 piece. Yeah. And then they'll have like the four kids description, and it's kind of different, you know. Like it doesn't actually give any sort of like thematic, yeah, interpretation yeah. to the piece, and which again, totally fine. But I would think there might be a way to convey the intention. Or the interpretation of that art, that piece of art for a kid, because I feel like they can understand it and comprehend it. And we, yeah, like, I don't think we give them enough credit for it. Look, a lot of, you know, kids are still kind of stupid. Like, they do stupid <laughs> things because they're kids and they, they're not developed enough. Like, I don't think you could say but, that, Nick. You know, <laughs> <laughs> are we allowed to they say are. that? Like, I've, I, I've seen kids. Okay. I've been a kid. We're all idiots. Um, but, yeah, but we do have, like, but kids have a unnerving grasp of um, elements of of how we live and what's going on in the world. And I don't think we should, it'd be good if we don't uh, suppress that mm. of them because I think it helps them to grow, be much more well-rounded. Do you know, something they they do well, though, is they ask questions to the kids. So I think that, to their credit, is very good to do um, because that involves the kid thinking about stuff. Um, So even though they've watered it down, like you were saying, like, yeah, it's not quite what they tell the adults, but they do, um, to their credit, they, they do get them thinking about just, you know, random, like, concepts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Like, just at least it gives them that sense of curiosity to, to to delve further because they're kids. Like, they're they're gonna want to. They're curious about things, and they'll and they'll explore. And they'll explore things if they're allowed to. So, yeah. So Stanley died, and it's a bit it's a bit weird. It, it is. I I actually I found out kind of by accident. I didn't even for some reason sort of know about it till later in the day. Which kind of shocked me more because right. I was like, "Oh, I, sh- I thought this yeah. sort of popped up right away," but clearly I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Like I, I, I woke up and like just checked Twitter and I saw a tweet saying that he had passed, and it was that it was like one of those moments where I'm trying to like figure out whether like I'm reading the reading it correctly or not, and or whether it's real and, or not because sometimes they're fake. Yeah, whether it's real or not and you know and it turned out to be real and you know everything sort of flew from there and it's funny how if like I mean obviously like what he what he did with Marvel and creating the Marvel comics 
into what it is. Like obviously he didn't create it, but he just made it as, uh, as relatable and, and gargantuan as it is now. Um, and like bringing in all these different writers and creators to, 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 and giving them a voice as well, which I, I again, like I'm not a uh, full disclosure. I've read like three comics in my life. <laughs> like the, uh, all, uh, all the comics and uh, comic book, you know, characters and superheroes, all that sort of stuff. I've, I've gone, I've, I've experienced through TV and film. So that's sort of where my kind of, I guess, in was for it. But yeah, it's just amazing sort of reading how like, you know, he was so willing to, um, I know there was a, there was some sort of issues with authorship and co-creating like credits and stuff like that. But on the whole, he was very willing to give uh, a platform for people to, really go crazy with their ideas and really sort of bring these new voices to the table, which I guess is something that I've been trying to kind of like somehow in the, on the vast horizon, try to do with whatever I'm doing creatively, like the stuff that we've been looking to do with Swish and stuff to sort of give people a platform so that they can have their own voice be heard in that way. So it's nice to sort of know that, you know, he was, he was able to do that. And, uh, and yeah, it was, and then kind of going back through like my, all like sort of going back through my childhood and whatnot to sort of see like, oh yeah, like that was there and that was there. Like my, like the first sort of, I guess, experience I had with Marvel was through, uh, like the X-Men animated TV show, which I just loved. I loved it. Uh, it was just, could not get enough of that show. So that was, it was that show and... Uh, the Batman animated series, and I don't know if you ever saw him, but do you recall the old, like, Fleischer Superman cartoons from, like, the 40s? Are you... Did you ever see those? Still talking Marvel, or are you just talking comics in general? I'm just talking comics. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I'm just talking, uh, like, yeah. Batman, <laughs> DC, but okay. Um, I was going to get you on that, but all right. To comics in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did no, see, I, I'm, I'm aware. I, yeah. I did see, um, yeah, I saw some of those old, I definitely saw the Batman, the older Batman. Cartoons, yeah, yeah. Since we're talking DC as well. Um, I yeah. believe I saw, I, I feel like if I didn't watch it religiously, I definitely saw it because I feel like this stuff was kind of in the, yeah. the 90s kind of thing. It was always there. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was there. If you turn it on, you'd probably find it. Or if you turn the TV on rather yeah. and flip through channels, you'd probably find <laughs> at least one superhero thing on. So I definitely I, I want to yeah, say yeah. quite confidently that I've seen at least one episode of everything that you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good start. I'm I'm that that that's fine. Um but what about you? Did you sort of start with comics and go from there or was it a different in for you? Hmm. Well, I would probably say the first thing that I found was, um, well, you know, with DC, the, those Batman cartoons. Um, didn't see a lot of other stuff on there, to be honest. But in our newspaper, um, they started sending out every week, like, different comics, like old comics. And you just got them for free. So I had a whole bunch of them. And they were Spider-Man comics. And I they, they pretty much went in order. I might have missed a week here or there. Um, but like, yeah. or, you know, like sometimes they doubled up and they do the same issue again, but I started reading these older Spider-Man comics. Like they weren't, I, I don't think they were the very original ones, but they also weren't the most 
um, the, the 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 most recent. Yeah, so they were somewhere yeah. in in the range of there. Um, so I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> that time period. <laughs> yeah, okay. that time period, that one time period of not quite the most original, but not quite the most recent. Yeah, uh, it's a great time period. Um, and I. I Honestly, I think I I don't know where they are now, but I know I still have them somewhere. So, oh <laughs> I, really? I guess if I yeah, well, I might have. To be honest, I might have actually um, lent them out to my sister because she her fiance has um, has kids, so they're oh, okay, probably yeah. over there, which is fine because like if no one's reading them, why would they just be sitting on a shelf kind of thing? Like that's that's dumb. Someone should read them. So I've already read them all, so I'm yeah, okay with them exactly. just keeping them, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah, but we got, like, maybe it's nice, but... 20 of those, um, and I, that's like, oh, hey, these are pretty cool. Um, so I kind of started branching out, because I was pretty much the only one in my family who, like, took and read them. Everyone else was like, no, nah, it's okay, I'll just read the comics or do the Sudoku or something like that. Um, and then I sort of have a couple other just, like, one-off, versions of like a single comic issue and I was like oh these are pretty cool and um of course I think my first sort of movie that I saw besides because I liked the Spider-Man movies yeah yeah even the original ones they have their good parts um but I really got into I love the original ones yeah like with with um, okay yeah yeah Toby Maguire. There you go. I was going to say Tony, but yeah. I was like, that's not it. That's that's not it. <laughs> Sorry, Toby. Close ish. You know what? He he did a good job. You know, I, I, I liked him. I thought it was cool. It was like one yeah. of the first. He was fine. He kind of got us into that, like, oh, superheroes can be taken seriously. They don't just have to be like having their underwear on yeah. the outside of their pants instead of. Um, sure. Yeah, exactly. Which was pretty cool. But. I think it was the X-Men that, like, made me really go, like, oh, my God, these are, whoa, look at all the makeup on there. And, like, that they had to sit for, like, six hours in the makeup chair, which, to be honest, kind of yeah. sounds like it probably sucked. But they made a really good movie, so there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was my – I remember the first comic superhero film I went to go see was Batman Forever with uh, Val Kilmer as Batman. and I don't know if was, I've seen that. Really? Well, we should watch oh, that we one. Absolutely that's that's should. an interesting. Yeah. We should watch we should watch a Batman Forever and Batman and Robin double feature and just laugh and laugh and laugh. Done. I'm in. I'm in. I love it. Be baffled. Okay. <laughs> but um yeah, and I remember when I'm pretty sure I saw I don't know if I saw X-Men at the movies. It's a weird time like that like anything before 2000, I don't know if I saw those movies at the movies or not. Oh, fair. And I don't know if I did there. I definitely remember seeing Spider-Man. Uh, that was a huge moment. Uh, so I was like 13. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like I remember just, I remember going to the movies for that one. I remember going with my brothers and my mum, and um, just, yeah, just kind of being blown away by it. Cause I, I'd seen some of them, like the cartoon Spider-Man stuff and everything. And so I knew him and I was a big deal and just, yeah, that was when I thought, oh, shit, okay, so this is actually, this is going to be big now. And then it just kept going. Like, I, you know, I saw, because I, I saw the older Batman stuff, like the Tim Burton Batman and Batman Returns, which were great. I love those ones as well. <laughs> right. Didn't see them at the movies, but, like, I saw them, I guess, on video. And I went to Movie World that had the Batman ride, which is amazing as well. And, uh... And yeah, and then 
but seeing the seeing Spider-Man and X-Men sort of really take hold of what a f- superhero film could be and how I guess relatable these films like these characters could be was was something else and it's funny looking back at it now how influential like you know that film is like those sorts of films are and especially Batman Begins in terms of like really legitimizing the whole genre and you know a lot of it comes down back down I guess to like Stan Lee and his just lovable enthusiasm for the whole deal like he was he was self-aggrandizing and very self-deprecating at the same time (laughs) and you just couldn't help but think like okay so he's actually like he believes in it he believes in the ridiculousness of it but he believes in the characters he believes in the stories that are being told even if it's people in spandex or weird hairstyles or clothing you know it's it's still relatable you can still be like oh i get that guy you know like peter parker is like the he's probably my favorite marvel character because it's just i don't know if i've ever like related to a lot of characters and i don't know if i've like specifically related to peter parker like i've never been in like I don't know if I've ever been in like situations that he has been not as Spider-Man, uh, but as as a high school Nick, student what or whatever. Are you not telling us? <laughs> I wish, but um, yeah, it's just you kind of look, you sort of see his life play. I'm like, oh yeah, I I feel that struggle. You know, it's not specific, but it's a general relatability to it where. You know, like my favorite character, my favorite superhero character, Superman. I just don't know. It's just, it's just, he's, but he's more of a symbol in a lot of ways than, and than an actual kind of relatable character. And I kind of like symbols a lot. I kind of like mythological characters and elements. There's something, the fact that they're, even though like he's still portrayed as very down to earth in so many ways, I like that there's something bigger out there about it. But yeah, Peter Parker for me is my is my favorite um, Marvel character in any kind of a format. That is that is pretty cool. I like that. Um, I I kind of have two, and like they're not maybe my I don't know I because I, I have a lot that I like. Um, but I think two of the most interesting ones for me are. Um, Okay, so when you first watch the X-Men movies, like, I haven't seen, I'll be honest, I haven't seen all of the new X-Men movies. I kind of, the original... There's a lot as well now. Yeah, like, there's a a ton I haven't kept up. I want to watch them all, but I'm going to have to go back and, like, (laughs) rewatch all these other things. Um, Yeah. I thought Rogue had a very cool backstory... But oh, yeah. I first yeah. found out about her in the movies, so initially I was like, oh, shit, she could just kill people, what? Um, it, I mean, it's a yeah, little yeah. bit different in, like, the comics, and it's not nearly as, like, she doesn't have as nearly, like, a depressing existence as she does in the movies. Um, I like them both. I appreciate both of those characters, and I feel like, um, for me, maybe the truth of that character lies somewhere in the middle. Like, um, But I don't know. She's just a really... She's a very fun person in the comics she's very like oh my god yeah. how do i she touch is. people in the movies <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with both of those things 
Um, yeah. But you know who the real hero here is? Uh, no, not really. Uh, not not hero, per se. But I just find it so funny because I really like Magneto's character. And I feel like I really yeah. like it because of Ian McKellen. Like, I feel like he really did justice to that role. Oh, he yes. He, he rocked it. Completely. Absolutely. He did. Um, and I like... I love that for him, it means more than just like mutants. It's like, you know, um, being gay. It's like, it means, it means. It's minority part, it's, which yeah. is what they were kind of going for with it. Yeah. It's like from the very beginning. It's, it's, it's powerful for me. So I'm always like, Oh yeah, I just, I get where he's coming from. He's doing it wrong. But yeah. I get it. Um, also let's be real because like, Okay. Wolverine is always like, I'm going to kill Magneto. And everyone else is like, <laughs> you are literally made of metal. And he's like, I'm going to kill Magneto. And then he's so confused when this doesn't work out. And I'm just like, the patience Magneto must have not to just debone him right there. Like, yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah. Magneto, you're the real MVP. Like, <laughs> how do you just keep going after a man who can literally yeah. just... Fold you Control in metal. It's like, <laughs> dudes, like, M- Magneto must be like, when it, whenever Wolverine sort of starts charging him, it's like, this guy, again? He Does he sighs. not understand? He's just like, He <laughs> flicks his wrist or something and then just, it's like, I don't even want to kill him. Like, yeah, I just can't. Like, counts I can't, to ten. I cannot deal. Just goes, oh I my cannot God. That's <laughs> what he talks to his therapist about every single week. He's yeah. just like, there's this guy and he just won't leave me alone and he just... He's so frustrating. And his therapist is like, have you tried talking to him? Yes. <laughs> Many times. Many times. He doesn't understand. No. You are he's named after. <laughs> he's, he's named after an animal. I cannot get into his head. Uh. I can, actually. That's what he doesn't understand. <laughs> oh, you can because so. skull is metal too. Oh my god, it's just all yeah. that adamantium doesn't want to deal with <laughs> so that. That's why Magneto. I mean, is, he's he's got a soft place in my heart. <laughs> yeah, he's. He, I, I do. I do enjoy Magneto as well. I. He's. <laughs> he's. He's got. He's got that to deal with. You know. Yeah. It wasn't. So like. It, yeah. Uh, I, okay. I don't know if I should put this out here, but I'm going to anyway. Oh, here we go. So, <clears throat> I did a, um, I've been toying around with, like, lists of things. Specifically lists of, like, movies and rankings of movies. Not just, like, movies as a whole, but, like, comic book films or superhero films. Oh. Um, and I just wanted to put to you this kind, this is a Marvel, like this is an MCU ranking. So all the Marvel films that have come out, not the, not the Deadpools, not the X-Men's, not the, uh, not the Spider-Man's before this last Spider-Man, just all the Marvel films or the Hulk that, all that Ang Lee Hulk film from like. A while back Probably well, fair because Deadpool, like obviously, I didn't even touch on him because he's just in a class all of his own. So I think we can all agree that he's just the best ever. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited about Deadpool's PG-13. Oh my god! Release. <laughs> yes. Have you seen? Did you see the trailer for it? Yes, I did. It's so good. And it was just like oh, he's embrace. I love like I, I just love how they're embracing it mm. and they're going. You know what? 
You know what would be fun? A PG-13 Deadpool. And let's see how far we can take this. Like, I, I just... It. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I love... Ryan Reynolds was born to play that role. In Like, when you watch his previous work, like before any hint of Deadpool, you're like, oh, that's clearly Deadpool. Like, that's, that's him. That's clearly him. There's no other way around it. Mm. So... You know, good on Ryan Reynolds for keeping the dream alive and making a lot of money in the process. And also a gin, I think. He's a oh, he's yeah. a business he's part, a, he's partner a with now. Yeah. I think him and Richard Branson are like business partners. So that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> De- so that's <laughs> Deadpool a thing. and the Virgin guy. There you go. <laughs> so what I've done is I don't know why I'm discussing this, but it's like, well, Marvel and Stanley, and um, we're like six months away from Avengers Infinity War, like the sequel to it, and before that, Captain Marvel, which is super exciting and everything. So what I did was I did like these different tiers to sort of rank them. Um, so instead of like, they're still like rank one, two and whatever, but the the numbers aren't exactly like ironclad <laughs> and um you did that on purpose <laughs> <laughs> i did mm. i'm sorry uh no I i'm not it. i'm not sorry <laughs> so these are the tiers that i've got there's the top tier that's i i don't know why I, that's all i had for that one like i didn't i wasn't really creative with you didn't that didn't make a fancy name but i'll accept it no nah, i couldn't yeah, sorry. Uh, the, the next tier is the game changes. Uh, the one after that is... Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll say the films in it and you can be like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. And okay. then I'll go through it. Okay. So the top tier has only one film in it. Oh. And it's The Winter Soldier. Okay, Captain I can, I can see that. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a genuinely like... It's it's up there. Like, it's a really fantastic... Like, it, it sort of showed that it was... You know, you can make a Marvel film that was definitely different and still have... And it, and it made Captain America, like, really interesting as well, which... Yeah, oh my God, he was so boring before. I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone... I don't think that's a hot take. I think you're right in the lane there. Like, he was he was just there. You know, like, the first one was pretty great. Like, I, the first one's a pretty cool, like, throwback. But once he becomes Captain America, it's... He's not... Like, he's not, like... Um, He's not like a wet blanket, but just he's a bit he's of a wet blanket. Doesn't really have, mm, yeah. <laughs> but Winter Soldier really just gave him all these different angles to play with, and uh, yeah, it was really thrilling to watch it. And then the game changes are again in no particular order, but maybe kind of. <laughs> Actually, you know what? One second. I'll, okay, I'll put it in there, but then I'll take it out. I said Avengers: Infinity War, okay. The Avengers, Iron Man. Black Panther and Iron Man 3. Come at me. Um, The one I will take out... The one I will take out is The Avengers because I'm pretty sure that's dated. It it feels dated to me. So I'm going to take that one out. Um, I mean, I would argue that you could leave it in because that was one of the first ones that stuck a whole bunch of different characters together. It gave them all the appropriate amount of screen time and people still had a good time with it. So I feel like you're justified to leave it in if you want to. 
Like I, I did take think, it out, but now I feel like I should put it back in. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I think you had a good idea to begin yeah. with that, like, it is a game changer yeah. because I, I just feel like, okay, yeah, barring, like, Lord of the Rings, you've got a whole bunch of different characters, and they've all got their own little stories. Yeah. And they split it up really well. So... Yeah, like... And, you know, they've got all, like, they've got you know, five previous movies to deal with to get up to that point. So it was a big, it was a big gamble, and it paid off massively for them. Yeah, yeah, it definitely but, was, yeah. So it, it definitely is a game changer. And I guess having a tier called the Game Changers means it should be in there, but now it's not in that one. But I should, now I should you, probably now put you it messed back it up. in there. Good job. Because it is dated. Like, I've watched it a couple times recently. It's just, it's a really not great first act, and... It's a. It, you can see the TV writing and TV kind of like tropes coming through, like with Joss Whedon's sort of stuff. But it's still a really enjoyable, fun film. Like it's just exciting and thrilling. But there are a lot of hugely dated parts in it, and um, I'm standing by that massively. So you know, fanboys and nerds and Marvel diehard fans and troll fans and whatnot. You know where to get him. I have. Go get him. I have. <laughs> I have all the ammo. I am ready for you. Um but the other ones I I can't but the other ones yeah I feel are quite well uh they they feel like they should be in that tier with like Infinity War was a huge one obviously and it's a lot of movie but I think it's a really strong film because it focuses on Thanos as the main character which was a really bold move, but it worked because it gave the film actually some shape instead of it being just a mess, which is what Justice League kind of was. So that was that one. Iron Man, obviously. Right. I mean, started off seriously. the whole thing, really. You might argue, like, started off that whole, just, you know. Well, here's, here's a question for you, and... Um, there's been a lot of debate about it. And like, I, I think the AV club had a, they're doing these series of articles, um, profiling, like, you know, the most sort of important or, uh, influential sort of movie, uh, superhero film from like every year, uh, up till, up till now, We're starting with like the Superman movie from 78. And, um, I wanted to ask. What do you think? Is, what film from two thousand eight do you think is more important? Is it Iron Man or The Dark Knight? Ooh, no! Don't do that to me. Why would you do more that important? To me? Not, 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 not better. Which, not which one's better, but which one's more important or more influential? Once again, I don't. I'm going to say, don't do that to me. Um, they see they influenced. <laughs> it's a tough one. They influenced in different ways, though. Whereas, um, yeah, Iron Man showed you that a superhero, you know, can be fun, and it set it up. It obviously set it up for more stuff. It set it up that you could start yeah. bringing the Avengers in. It was a really good setup movie, and people still had fun with it. It didn't feel like a setup movie. It was just the first yeah. one that they. I would argue that they just cast perfectly and, like, they got right. And you were like... Oh, without a doubt. Damn, oh, yeah. yes. But The Dark Knight showed us that we could just do gritty reboot after gritty reboot, and it was awesome! So, like, <laughs> how do you want me to... I, I, I refuse to answer that question. I, yeah, there, I, no, I, I don't know if there's an answer <laughs> there's to it. There's no answer I mean, for me. <laughs> I think The Dark Knight is definitely a better film overall, but I don't... I don't know, because it's like, well, it's it casts this huge shadow and legitimized 
the superhero genre in a way that Iron Man, no other film before it had. But then Iron Man kickstarted this dominance that Marvel has now. And, you know, all these studios and production companies are scrambling to make these interconnecting universes and they're all failing, but they're not because they've just hit upon something and they just hit gold every single time. So yeah, they I, really do. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah. And then different, well, different, but like they both had yeah, legitimate, different. um, they both, I think made really good strides. Oh yeah. Huge strides. Um, black Panther, which is being, oh, hell yes. Yeah. So you know, that would be in levels. my top tier. And in the yeah. game changer, and in like I don't know any other good good tier that you <laughs> all have the all the other ones that just <laughs> actually the one below the other tier below it is probably a good tier for it as well. Now that that you you'd want to put it in. Are these tiers um, just different categories? Or are they like one is better than the other? Well, well, they kind of, but not really. Like you know, because I don't like one is better than the other. It's tough to kind of like really kind of. Uh, definitively rank things and i used to try to do that but i've sort of stepped away from it but there is a bit of like if you look at the top tier and then you look at the bottom there is definitely a difference (laughs) okay like one is you know uh and then iron man 3 which i think did a lot of different things and changed a lot of different perceptions as well as like but in a subtle way because it was just much more like condensed intimate story and took a lot of different chances and was set over Christmas because Shane Black loves Christmas movies. And <laughs> yeah, I I thought that was, and it had this, the huge twist of like the Mandarin not being the Mandarin and people like blew up about it. And I'm like, I dug it. I loved all, I just, I loved every bit of it. And you know, you can sort of throw like, plot holes in there and all these different things and you know who was guy pierce's character see i can't even remember his his name um as like a kind of more generic bad guy but you know that aside and like all these like yeah i just thought it changed up a lot of like what like sort of the same with like what um the winter soldier did so that's why yeah. it's there as well. So I guess okay. I could argue Here's that Winter the- Soldier would also be a game changer as well as a top tier. Yes, it would be. It, there's some overlap here. Uh, <laughs> okay, the other ones. A Venn diagram. The other know. tier. The Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's, okay, so the next tier is the ones you tell all your friends about. Okay. I don't know how that ranks above or below. I don't know this system that I've created. Uh, it is beyond my control. <laughs> So, Captain America: Civil War, uh, Thor: Ragnarok, uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I did throw the Avengers in that one, but we'll keep it in the other one. And, and Spider-Man: Homecoming. So, they're all. I, I think they're the ones. Like, obviously, the ones above it as well. You can tell your friends about, and even the ones below. I'm just saying, like, these are. You definitely like. You're, you're definitely like, oh, dude, you got to see Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. definitely. Or, or, it just because, yeah. like, some so of those are, are very, the, like, the humorous ones. The Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Ragnarok, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, dude, there's a tree, a talking raccoon. Oh, my God, I love it's like, <laughs> I am there. I am there. Uh, next here is the ones that are great diversions for time. Uh, oh, that sounds like a not so, as good category. 
Probably, yeah, not, uh, not as good category. Okay. Uh, and this one are the two Ant-Mans, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the first Thor, Doctor Strange, and Avengers Age of Ultron. So they're like... I know, like, Age of Ultron apparently gets a lot of flack from, like, people on the internet, and it's a very messy film, but it's still... Like, you'll switch it on and you'll watch it. You know, like, and... and there's enough good things about it. It's overlong, but there's enough good things about it. And I think that's all these have like pleasantries about them that make you kind of shrug your shoulders and go, that's not too bad. And then forget about it. Like the moment you stop watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, think, I will fight yeah. you about Ant-Man, but like other than that, yeah, I feel like. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like I kind of like, I really dig the Ant-Man films. Me too. I, I really, really love okay, them. Dude, you could totally tell your friends about it. Cause literally the first thing that I heard was they have a fight on a toy train. And I was like, I'm there. I'm so there. <laughs> <laughs> so in, so in your, in your ranking, we'll have Ant-Man in the, uh, yeah. In the, you got to tell your friends. Well, okay, you could do but, it in both. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of, see, yeah. uh, mine is more of a Venn diagram. Again, once again, a lot of overlap. <laughs> I refuse to do tears. I will only do Venn diagrams from here on out. Done. <laughs> we should just have a feature of like, I have a list of things and then you have a Venn diagram of things. Yeah, and then but just once again, to, on podcasts, yeah. such a visual representation of movies is not helpful. So I'm the worst. I was, yeah. Well, we're not really helping each other here. <laughs> uh, okay. So those ones. And then the last ones, the last tier is the ones that didn't quite work. Uh, which is a very polite way to sort of say, like, these ones weren't That great. was very polite of you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here is Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, and Thor The Dark World. So That's totally fair. That is. They all a- feel like red-headed stepchilds. You know what I mean? Wow, what if someone has a red-headed stepchild and gets really offended at that? Um, <laughs> you, you should be very proud of them. <laughs> That was just... Uh, <laughs> I am not good with sued. talking to people. No, I love it. You know, I'm, not, I'm not good with talking to people, but I started a podcast. <laughs> See, clearly, you know, visual representations, uncomfortable with talking to people. Mm. I should be doing podcasts, obviously. Mm, you've done a... You've chosen the right field. <laughs> I'm a very decisive, uh, uh, selective kind of person and i know and i know what i want you are so, yeah you know i clearly. i like i like what you've done though i like your tears yeah and honestly i feel a few overlaps here and there and yeah i i think i think i pretty much agree with them yeah but you could you because you could go like you could see gray areas there yeah you know? yeah like you can say like you know you you put ant-man up there or you put it down there but it can kind of work on both levels and you don't have to you don't need like a number that just goes, it's here and it's better than this one, but it's not as good as that one. And oh, that would be so hard to do as well. Like The differences yeah. are almost negligent, you know, or negligible, not negligent. Like it doesn't quite matter. Yeah. So, yeah. I like your That's my. I like them. Yeah. That's my tribute to Stanley. <laughs> Thank you, Stan, for, for giving us this uh stuff and whatnot so also <coughs> oh i'm um, dead i'm all right you don't sound all right so 
Well, I've been under the weather, actually, to be honest. Oh. Like, well, not under the weather. I mean, I am literally We're under, the weather, under the weather. We're all under the weather, Yeah, yeah, we're never above the weather. Well, astronauts are, I guess, and some if people... If you fly, planes, you are, but, but, you know. Yeah. I'll let it slip. Sometimes you're in the weather. Ooh. You know, you're, you're in the weather. Oh, you're in the clouds. Is that... Because weather is more than just clouds, is it? Um, weather generally is in this section of the atmosphere. So you have to be underground to be under the weather? Oh. Well, I'd argue you're under the weather most of the time because, like, if we're talking precipitation. Well, okay, regardless. (laughs) Do tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) I can look up the the atmosphere for you. Here we go. I knew it. The troposphere is where the weather takes place. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) All right. See, you just learn something new every day here. Or you just Google it. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I've been a little bit under the weather, like just like at the very edge of it. Like I, like I'm fine, but there's just something close at hand, like a killer virus that's just about to consume me. But I'm all good. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Thanksgiving happened yesterday slash today because we're not in Australia. I mean, we're not in America. <laughs> but yeah. Where are we? Um, Help. <laughs> Did you, was it a big deal for you back home? Um, yes and no. It used right. to be, when I was growing up, kind of probably a bigger deal. And then when you get busy, you just get busy and you go, oh, well, at least I got today off okay, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like Melbourne Cup Day. At least you got today off. Yeah, you're just like, oh, this means less to me now, but it's a nice time to spend with family. Like, you know, when you're little yeah. and every, like... Um, if it was just our family or like whether, you know, an aunt or an uncle came over with their kids or whatever, like you'd make, you'd make a decent amount of food. It was pretty good. And I think the most consistent thing for us was that we always turned on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in, on the TV yeah. and just nobody really watched it. But as you were going in and out of the room or like maybe you'd sit down for like five minutes or you'd be like, oh my God, the Broadway numbers are on. Like you had to watch the, Bro- I mean, in my family, if you didn't watch the Broadway numbers, who were you even? Um, like you weren't even part of the family, I guess. Yeah, if, like if you weren't watching, you it. don't okay. need to stay. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. There's Santa at the end, awesome. But like, if you didn't get there for, um, <laughs> he's a little bit early, but don't you think? Like, he is early. Santa. I mean, I've just what's he doing? Stopped, like trying to create some buzz. I've just stopped mourning Halloween, and he here he's already sticking his face in the window. I'm like, get out, Santa. <laughs> this isn't Christmas. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, but uh, they get they get the hype going, you know, Santa hype. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a month, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think I think the most important part was just, like, sort of the preparation and then, like, you know, every now and then watching the, oh, there's something cool on or, um, you know, some of the balloons that, like, are there every year. And you're like, oh, hey, Snoopy's coming through or whatever. And everyone yeah, comes yeah. in and sees Snoopy's it. And then, through. like, they go back to their preparation. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And, like, I think preparing... The meal is probably more fun. Than, okay, because if you're, <laughs> I feel like a lot of families do this, and I don't know if that's true or yeah. if it's just everyone that I know. But I feel like you don't really have 
breakfast that like you maybe have a little like a tiny bit of something but you've basically you're just leaving yourself empty so you can gorge as much food in you as possible yeah. <laughs> um, which is definitely not this like that's probably not the initial spirit of thanksgiving but uh yeah look, if you don't <laughs> that wasn't what they had in mind it's, it's you don't probably think? not what they had in mind no like that was supposed starve to be yourself and then that you had a good harvest because the Native Americans yeah. were helping you, and then you took all their land and killed them all. So that's also like a thing. I, I guess, uh, yeah. As you as you get older and you realize, kind of like, oh, this was so nice, and then you realize everything that happened after that, and you're like, wow, okay. Yeah, everything was fine up till the last Thursday of November, and then things got a little bit weird. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, I just, there were, mm, yeah, things. Like, Things disintegrated rapidly from that point onwards. And sometimes you're just thinking, so, like, God, if you just hadn't helped them. Like, yeah, it's a, a weird, it's a weird. It's a weird. I can see how it can be seen as a weird holiday for for people, like like when you get older, because of all the different connotations and uh, ramifications of such of of it. Yeah, uh, like it's afterwards. It's not as bad. Well, okay. I don't know how a lot of other people feel. I, I feel it's it's almost in that same, like, it's not, I, I don't think it's quite as bad to a lot of people, but it's almost like the, oh, is this kind of like the Christopher Columbus Day where you just kind of want to forget that happened and rename it kind of thing? Because I'm all for, like, yeah. I'm all for um, coming together and inclusivity and stuff, but I understand that it can be a very, very dark day for a lot of... Um, it's a touchy subject. Native Americans, yeah, yeah. And um, I think if you're celebrating it as as that. Like, it's great to come together with your family. It's also great to sort of go around. And, and if you're going to do the thing about what are you thankful for, like, I mean, you can, yeah, think of other people as well. Um, but it's it's not all a yeah. bad holiday, I guess. Because, okay, I have a friend. Um, she's my guidance school counselor, and she goes out every single, like, late November, early December, and she takes a truck full of donations um, to she drives all the way to South Dakota, drops them off at a reservation, and has dinner with them. Like she knows them; she's been going for years, and stuff oh, like nice. that is yeah. Like yeah. she's she's really got this sort a of really like she's a good person. Oh yeah, she's, she's an amazing. <laughs> she's nice. <person. laughs> she's, she is like I I feel like she's probably a superhero. Um, yeah, she's she's the real MVP. Yeah, she is. Yeah, screw you, Magneto. Yeah. She's the real. She wouldn't even. <laughs> um, I mean, don't don't say that around any metal, just so you know. Right, right. I'm like looking now. I'm like, oh, my microphone's kind of made of metal. Yeah, that's gonna be an issue, but that's okay. Just stand close to Wolverine. You'll be sweet. <laughs> I don't think he realized that when you have. Okay, just, just stop Thanksgiving for a We've second. Already got- <laughs> We gotta stop Thanksgiving for a second because literally once you get close to Magneto, all of your claws belong to him. You can just be this flying missile of destruction and you're not even doing it yourself. Anyway, more reasons why Wolverine should not take on Magneto. Thank you very much. Uh, right. So so she's cool. Back to Thanksgiving. Okay. Back, back to Thanksgiving. Um, and I think you can have a really good, a really good day. And like you can... It, it's it's a time I don't know. Okay, I guess three three things that I do like about Thanksgiving. Um, one, you can see your family, 
because you do have an actual like you get vacation time well sometimes unless you're in retail and then it really yeah. sucks um <laughs> yeah. to you're kind of you're reminded to be thankful for things because like we do take a lot of things for granted and i do like that a lot of people yeah. would be like hey what are you thankful for like you know think about stuff like that um and yeah number three i do really like the food so fair enough um <laughs> it's nice it's, 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 it's great food yeah it's worthwhile, you know. It makes up for a lot of different things, and you know, it's it's good to have that. Like, <clears throat> I, yeah, I can understand the, uh, you know, knowing sort of like, sort of what happened, and 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 a lot of the history behind it uh, makes it difficult because of you know, uh, I guess the the way it, things were colonized and what hap- uh, what was done to um, North American Indians and and whatnot. But I. And like I guess the Columbus Day is much more uh, uh, sensitive because of sort of what sort of immediately happened. Uh, it wasn't right, really right. super super amazing. Like I just I was just listening to a podcast uh, over the last couple of days about uh, biotech and and bio like and, and deadly viruses. So it's called uh, The End of the World by Josh Clark, who does how stuff works and, and all that sort of stuff. And I love it. It's a fantastic series. It's about existential risks and how we might be able to combat them or, or get, get through like the next hundred or 200 years and, you know, really evolve as a species. And that was talk. And he was talking about, uh, pandemics, epidemics and stuff like that. And how the smallpox, um, when the Europeans arrived and the Spanish, the conquistadors arrived in the Americas, how it just decimated everybody, all the nature, all the, all the natives there, just because they hadn't been exposed to smallpox before and they just got destroyed. And I just, it's just, it's dumbfounding how that came about. So yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's a tough one. Like I, what you said before, but I, I don't think we should shy away from it. I don't, ignoring it or sort of dis or kind of canceling the day in a sense doesn't help the problem. It just, uh, it, or, or, or not, not so much the problem. It doesn't help to, uh, expand people's knowledge and understanding because it just shifts it to under the rug and it makes it difficult for, uh, people coming up to have a grasp, and understanding of it like that's like with what we've got here in australia with australia day how it's january 26th and it's when james cook arrived wait a minute yeah oh how am i not knowing this (laughs) you're doing so well um yeah i I was going i was going close like thanksgiving yeah no the first fleet sorry oh yeah. yeah okay Firstly, you feel oh. better now. <laughs> oh, I feel man. better for you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I usually know that, and then I just froze massively. Like, but I, right? You know, people <laughs> want want it to be called want it to be called different names, or want it to be shifted to May eighth because of something, uh, which would be fine because that's my birthday. Uh, well, actually, would it be fine? I don't really know. Um, <laughs> if I would like that on my birthday, to be honest. Well, you'd always get a day off. But, yeah, I get... Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Let's have that. Okay, yeah, we so are going to petition to get this Australia Day changed to May simply because of selfish reasons. 
I want that day off for my birthday. So I, again, I understand where people are coming from with wanting to change the name, change the date or all that sort of stuff, but it doesn't shy. It doesn't confront the problem. It just has people shouting on both sides with no one wanting to come together and talking about it. And, you know, I, I see Australia Day as an opportunity for people to um, have their knowledge grown and have a better understanding of how we've got to this point and what happened over the last 200 odd years. And, you know, uh, maybe more knowledge about Aboriginal culture and, and more knowledge about how colonization worked here and, and what it did and what it affected and, and how things came to be. And I think it's a really great opportunity to do that, but no one's really having that conversation. No one really wants to talk about it like that. People want to only want to see it as this thing that needs to be either upheld um, no matter what, or or taken away and put somewhere else because of of what that date entails, and I think it's just people on both sides being scared instead of being understanding and being willing to utilize that, like take advantage of that day to make it something better. I, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think the first thing that probably would need to be done to make that day better is if you want people to actually learn about history and stuff, maybe yeah, they need to treat it as not point. a day just to get blind drunk. Because I know so many that's people a, who <laughs> are just like, yeah, awesome, barbecue and blind drunk. Yeah. I'm like, ah, okay. Um, for me, yeah. personally, for going back to Chris Columbus Day, that can just fuck off. Like, we've just talked about changing the name. And when we change the name, we change mm. the focus. And instead of being on Chris Columbus, we, yeah. we talk about um, – because we don't get that day off. You still go to school. You learn about Chris Columbus. Instead of talking about him, we can talk about how that affected everyone and what yeah. happened afterwards. So that one's like not yes. – that, that one's less of less of an issue for me. I honestly can't speak to Australia Day because I think talking no. about these problematic things sounds good. But also I'm not a citizen. Like I don't know as much – you can't even vote, man. I can't even vote, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just had to stand out with those pamphlet people and I couldn't even take their pamphlets because I didn't want to give them to me. <laughs> you didn't even matter to I them, really, no. in their eyes. They were kind enough to like to talk to me about anything rather yeah. than... Like, <laughs> oh, man. But you were, essentially getting, <laughs> you were essentially getting in their way. I was really just were. getting in the way. I felt kind of bad. <laughs> But uh, you're like trying to like grab one of their pamphlets. <laughs> they hand it out to someone. I was like, oh, whoop, whoop. I I didn't even try to grab didn't the pamphlets. They I I just said, hey, I can't vote, and they were like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> it, <laughs> I could just see them going, oh, I have no interest in you now. You, can you please go over there? Yeah. Now you're the inconvenience. You're you're you've turned the tables on them. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. So, guess who also has um, their birthday on May 8th? Uh, Stanley? No. Uh, but someone... Harry S. Truman and David Attenborough. Oh, well, there you go. Them. I thought for Wait, sure. Wait, Because we had just talked about Stan Lee, but... I, yeah, that would have been coincidental and kind of weird. Yeah. Also, uh, Enrique Iglesias. Oh, well, that's... that's so, there you go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Harry S. Truman is definitely not alive anymore. I know uh, that much. No, we, yes. Yes, <laughs> we, we know that much. Um, yeah. And David Attenborough so, and Enrique Iglesias are both cool people. So there you go. Winning. Yes, they are really cool people. 
Who's cooler, David Attenborough or Enrique Iglesias? Is that like Iron Man yeah, or Dark Knight? Exactly. That is exactly <laughs> like that question. You need to stop springing these impossible questions on me. I'm sorry. It's just... It's what you do. I know. It's okay. It's what, my, it's what I do. I secretly love it. Yeah. <laughs> you want more... I want more impossible you're questions. You're a masochist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, is, this, is that it? Uh, I don't really... Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I got nothing. Here. I got nothing. I got nothing else. I'll, oh, I'll we give do? you a okay, really happy, a really happy little Thanksgiving story that. Um, okay. That should warm the cockles of your heart. Not really. It's more of just what I did today. So obviously, it's past the Thanksgiving. What is cockles? Co- oh, um, <laughs> stop giving me these. Like, ah, sorry, these questions that I can't what's answer. A, what's a okay? What is a cockle? Firstly, what's a heart? Oh. And also, what's Thanksgiving? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are cockles? Um, I don't know. Actually, no. You, you can you can you can power ahead. Power ahead. Uh, no, we're learning about uh, cockles? cockles of your heart. I'm I'm gonna first of all, we're gonna. Um, oh, oh, oh. Google that. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The cockles of the heart are the ventricles, named by some in Latin ah. as cochlea cordis, from cochlea snail, alluding to their shape. So if you warm the cockles of someone's heart, you gratify one's deepest feelings because it's like the stuff that the heart is made of. Oh, my God. That makes so much sense. Wow. I love it. That's oh, that's quite beautiful. Plus, it's like alluding to snails, so I love it more. Yeah. <laughs> it works on two levels for oh, you. It really does. Um, that's a nice thing to learn. Yeah. Let me, allow me to warm the snails of your heart, please. Just allow me this one time. So um, my family was able to, well, my mom and dad were able to fly my grandma up for Thanksgiving and they drove to my sister's place and her fiance, who is so good at cooking, like he stayed up um, making all this really, really awesome food and I was able to Skype them just as they were kind of finishing and going to bed so that was really nice and because thanksgiving is not necessarily about the food but it's more about just kind of being together it was it was really nice to to skype them and to be fair i did not actually catch everyone because poor lewis needed to go to bed because he had been up till like he'd been up from midnight worked his like third shift and then just started on thanksgiving prep so he needed to go to bed but i'm gonna catch him tomorrow yes (laughs) Um, i'll say hi tomorrow and that'll be good that's nice so that's what i did for thanksgiving this year that's a good way that's a good way to end up On that little, on that bright note. Uh, uh.